0: Welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. and peace be unto you and welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at Empowered Living, we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. We want you to strengthen that horizontal relationship that you and I have with the word of the Lord so that in turn, it will empower that vertical relationship that you and I have with the Father who is seated up in heaven, making intercession for you and I. We're going go right into the word on today we welcome every person that's viewing with us today we encourage you to stay connected through our various social media platforms this is part two of a message that i spoke on earlier, and if you would like to be able to listen to part one, just go to the platforms the social media platforms, whether it's podcasts or YouTube or Now Network and go ahead and listen to um, that particular message. But we're going to go into the second portion of it, and it is simply entitled When It Doesn't Make Sense. When It Doesn't Make Sense, and just to recap for just a few short minutes. Our foundation scripture was found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I read from the King James Version of the Bible. It reads, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall, come on now, somebody say shall, direct thy paths. Our next foundation scripture was found in Isaiah chapter 55, verses eight through nine, King James Version as well. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So this is not the word coming from evangelists. This is the word of the Lord coming from out of his word. He says that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And we began to build a foundation from those particular uh, scriptures where we speak about when things in our life don't make sense, how we often want to lean to our own understanding, when things in our life that happens that doesn't make sense, how we think that God is not um, abreast to what's happening, how we think that God is not listening, how we think God is not seeing, but he's saying that, you know, I see all things. I'm on my present. I see, I'm on knowing, I'm all presence. He said that in that, I want you to know though, that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You are seeing it from the earth level. He said, but I am seeing it from the heavenlies because that's where I am. So my viewpoint, my vintage point of that is very very different than yours. He said, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And when we look at how God thinks about us, Jeremiah 29 and 11 speaks about how God thinks about us, how he he reverence us how he has nothing but the good for us. And you get an opportunity. I want you to go over and read Jeremiah 29 and 11 and ask the Lord to give you a deeper revelation of that. He says, I will give you a hope and I will give you a future. He said, these are my thoughts, Jeremiah 29 and 11, that I think towards you. Now, Isaiah chapter 55, verses eight through nine from the Message Bible, I want to share that with you because it truly blessed me as well. It says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work, God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way that you work. And the way I think is beyond the way that you think. So he is saying here that understand that whatever you are experiencing, whatever you are going through, first of all, again, he said, I'm there with you, but he wants you and I to know that he doesn't think the way that we think because our thinking is on a earth realm. Our thinking, when it's given to us by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit, when the mind of Christ talks about let this mind be in you, is the same mind as in Christ, we are Christ-minded. We receive the revelation from the Holy Spirit. But the Lord says the way that I think is so far and so far beyond you it is beyond comprehension. The Bible speaks about the mysteries of God and how they are revealed and that he could not give it to all of us at one time because if he did, we could not contain it. So therefore, there are thoughts that God thinks toward us that haven't even manifested yet. Those thoughts have already been uh, preordained. It was uh, a predestined before we even arrived here. Those thoughts are already in our spirits. They just haven't been activated yet by the situations of life that will activate them because God already knows the thoughts that he has towards us. He already knows the ways because they're much higher than our ways. I then went on to give an analogy about the Kentucky and how uh, the horse, how the particular horse won and how the owner was asked a question regarding, um, you know, how did you think this was going to happen? And, you know, what did you think the outcome was going to be? Now they had interviewed again, the trainer, they had interviewed the jockey and they couldn't even have words because they were just so amazed at what happened. But the owner stepped in and he said, I would never enter in my uh, horse in a race that I did not think that they could not win. So that uh, connected to me with this word today about when it doesn't make sense, how the odds can be against you. The odds are against you right now, but when it doesn't make sense, how God stepped in because his ways are much higher than our ways. And when he steps in, he opens up doors that no man can shut. That door that he opened for you to move into that new position, it did not make sense to those that are in the cubicles that's next to you that now you in the office space that's in the corner and they're trying to figure out how come they're not there. For those that have those promotions and, and you may not be in the office, you may be working somewhere remotely, it's messing them all up when you are the one that's on the call, that's calling the meeting and you're sitting there at the head of the table because it did not make sense. Uh, for those that are getting ready to go in, we're talking about this recession. We're talking about, you know, we can't find uh, um, just everyday items. You know, one day is bread that we can't get. Next day, you know, is it's, it's, um, tissue paper that we can't get. Next thing you know, it's formula that we can't get. Next you never know what the next thing is going to be. Talking about gas that we can't get, but yet God giving you keys to that new house, okay? It does not make sense. God giving you keys to that new automobile, it does not make sense, right? Because of everything that everyone else is saying that's going around. God operates in the the senseless, if you will. God operates in the spirit, okay? He does not operate in our senses. He operates in the spirit realm. That's why He's says my ways are higher than your ways you notice he didn't even talk about our senses when he said that he said his thoughts are higher than our thoughts he didn't even address our senses because our senses can get us in trouble come on somebody so we're talking about when it does not make sense We looked at the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 26. I want you to write that down and go back and read it. 2 Timothy 4 and 7, go back and you can go ahead and read that as well. Then we went over and we began to look at and talk about fear and what type of fear, because we talked about here, what happens? Are we standing firm when things in our life do not make sense are we standing firm in faith are we wobbly in fear are we sliding down the slope of fear and i began to share with you you heard the acronym fear of false evidence appearing real i wanted to share with you and i did share with you how the spirit of the lord gave it to me about fear and how each letter he gave me a word associated with it first of all fear as we know is false fear is false. I talked about how when people come, and many people do come and ask me, how do I hear the voice of the Lord? How do I know that this situation is from God? And then I asked them a series of questions. I asked them, does this um, what God, what you feel that's in your spirit isn't in line with the character of God, isn't in line with the attributes of God, isn't in line with the will of God and the word of God for your particular life at this particular time in your life, talking about those seasons of life and where you are in your life. Secondly, I asked about, I said, okay, now who's speaking louder? Is it the Lord speaking louder or is it the enemy speaking louder? If the enemy is speaking louder and he's telling you that you can't, it's about falsehoods, then you know that's the enemy that's speaking to you, and you need to cast that um that thought. And you need to bring it to subject unto the obedience of Christ, and you need to cast that negative thought back into the pits of hell from where it came, because it's trying to stop you from moving forward. So I ask those particular questions. Okay, is it going? Uh, is it in line with the character and the attributes of God? Is it in line with His Word? and isn't in line with his will, with what he's already placed inside of you. Oftentimes when God brings something to us, it's just a confirmation of what he's already had in us. Because as I shared about how when Jesus went up into Um, the heavens, how he gave gifts unto man. And then sometimes those gifts are laid dormant within us and it takes an encounter. It takes an experience for those gifts to be ignited on the inside of us and for those gifts to come out of us. So I talked about the false Hood and that. I talked about the E, which is ego, and how fear is egotistical. Fear only wants to have its own narrative, fear only wants to have your attention. Everything that, if it's going against what God is saying and it's nothing but gloom and doom, nothing but, uh, you know, it's the negative of the situation, then you know that it's fear because it's egotistical. Next, I talked about fear being appalling. It's appalling to God. Fear is an insult to God because 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And then I broke it down further and talked further and talked about the different, what kind of fear we're talking about. I'm not talking about referential fear that we have for the Lord. All of us should have a referential fear of God. That's not what I'm referring to when I talk about, This type of fear. I'm not speaking about a protective fear. There's a certain type of fear that you know that, hey, I'm not going to walk out in this street. I'm not going to walk out in front of this train. I'm not going to walk out in front of these automobiles because I know that I'm going to hurt myself. And there's a protective fear that's there. But what the fear I'm speaking about is the fear that comes straight from the adversary, the type of fear that wants to go straight to your throat and get itself locked into your throat where you cannot move where it paralyzes you where you are you can't you can't go anywhere you don't know what to do you don't know how to do. And there's some of you, you are in a situation right now. There is the blessing that is right there in front of you, but fear has paralyzed you. And I come today to break the spirit of fear by the power and the word of God, that the, the signs and the wonders of the word will come right where you are right now and break that cycle of fear that has stopped you from moving forward and, uh, and, and possessing the things that God has for for you in the name of Jesus. I gave you Proverbs 12 and 15. It talks about the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to counsel. We then went on to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, that says there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And when I spoke about this death, I'm speaking about a death of a dream. I'm talking about a death of a uh, opportunity. I'm talking about the death of... an open door that has been placed before you because you have to move in faith when it does not make sense and not in fear. So now let's continue on and build this foundation. We all know, we should know, many of you, some of you that are listening, you do know, some don't. It's okay because that's what we're here for. We're speaking about what is faith. And the Bible says, according to Hebrews 11 and 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's put a pin right there. Now, when we talk about the substance of things, we're not talking about something that's surfacey. We're not talking about something that's temporary. We're not talking about something that's some tiny. We're not talking about something that's half in and half out. When you talk about substance, you're talking about something that's committed. You're talking about something that's the long haul. You're talking about something that's come rain or shine of things. Hope for and the evidence of things not seen. It means that although I don't see it, I believe it. I know it. I am assured of it. I am guaranteed of it. I am not wobbly. I'm not wavy. I'm not double minded. Why? Because my faith is my substance, it says. The faith is not nilly willy. It's not something that's out there. It's something that's concrete and it's built on something. What is your faith built on? Is it built on the word? of God? Is it built on the, 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 the power of God? Is it built on the essence of God? Is it built on the character of God? Is it built on what is your faith built on? Is it built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, the foundation of our faith? Is it built on those? Because we all have been given faith. We've been given it even the size of a mustard seed. Matthew 17 and 20 said he replied to the the ones he was speaking. He replied, he said, because you have so little faith. He said, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here and move there and will be moved. And it will not be anything that's impossible for you again, according to his will. When I began to read, there's so much about the mustard seed that I can minister on, um, but I I have some other things that I want to share, but I want you to go and do a study on the mustard seed. There are a few characteristics about a mustard seed. When the seeds, they sprout quickly and they grow rapidly, and the leaves grow large. I want to think. I want you to think about your faith, right? How when you have that little mustard seed faith, it sprouts. I want you to think about in your life the places where you activated your faith and how things came out on your behalf. And it grows rapidly because to your faith touches faith touches faith. And faith to faith to faith, right? And increases from faith to faith to faith. And the faith that you have can touch someone else's faith and then it can ignite their faith. But it says that the, when the leaves grow, they grow large, they're tough, and they're spicy. That's what got me. That when your faith grows, it becomes tough. So when the next thing comes, when the enemy try to come and tell you that you got something going on, when God healed you from the headache and now the enemy trying to bring migraines in you, you can let him know, "Uh uh-uh, my faith is tough. Because I went through that before and I know the enemy said that enemy, I mean, I know the Lord said that enemy that you saw before that you won't see again. And it says that it's spicy, which means that our faith got a kick to it. So when your faith is in gear and the enemy's trying to come in to to kill your faith, you got to kick fear out, right? Because it is spicy. The next is how do we exercise our faith? How do we exercise our faith? We talked about what faith is. We talked about who has faith. And the Bible says that every man, every woman has been given a measure of faith. And now we have to exercise that faith because our faith can be the size as as of a mustard seed. So how do we exercise that faith? Mark 11 and 23 says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and not doubt, in his heart, and God's unlimited power, that's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for in accordance with God's will. Go ahead and highlight that. This is coming from the Amplified Bible. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. It says that we can say without having doubt and believing, just like the man in Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 19, he said simply to the Lord, help my unbelief. There are some situations right now that you got to ask the Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief, Lord. Show me. God does not want us sitting down on our faith. He does not want us to work in the realm of impossible, but he He wants us to work in the realm of possible. So how do we exercise our faith again? It is according to God's will. It's according to his purpose, number one. Then we have to not doubt. We got to believe and we have to be able to stand firm in the faith. I want to give you a quick uh, testimony of my own life. I remember I used to be in the military. I was in the military for over 22 years and I had gotten extended in the military because back then we had what they call desert shield and desert storm. And I had gotten um, extended in that way a job opportunity. I'm giving you a real quick version of it. I have a more detailed version of the testimony on some other platforms, but to give you just a quick, uh, uh, a version of what happened. Um, I had been offered a job and the job specifically stated that I needed to get out the military. Now, I am in the, I was in the military, had been in for 22 years, had, was, had planned on retiring, but was affected by stop loss because of the war and I could not retire. So this was in a time and period where your paperwork, it was um, not where, um, you know, you could do certain things in terms of retiring. So I remember uh, going to service one day and the pastor, I never would really you know, be in his office. I was on staff as an evangelist, preaching the word of the Lord, but I knew he had so many other things going on that I really didn't wanna take up a lot of his time for anything. But one day he came past me and he asked me, he said, um, it's all is well. That what he would always say all is well. And that particular time, the Lord told me to share it with you because this job opportunity that I had, the individual told me that I needed to get out of the military in a certain amount of time And the time that was given to me was not the time that was conducive Because again, I was still affected by this stop loss where I could not get out the military Well, anyway, I shared with my pastor that day what had transpired And he turned around and he said, well, that's easy You know, that, that, that's not a no hard thing Just go up to the higher-ups and tell them Go to the higher-to-hires the and tell them that you need to get out of the military and he just walked off. I'm like, uh, Pastor, you got, got a little X word there? <laughs> you know, just go talk to the people. Tell them what's going on and 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 God's gonna work it out and and you know, move on. And I'm like, okay, now, Lord, uh, you know, Pastor, I done seen you now. I done seen you with the handkerchief. I done seen you touch people, you know, and they had ailments and folks came out, you know, shouting. And I done seen uh, people get, a uh, woman get up out of wheelchair and they run around the church and, and I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're just going to tell me, uh, go ahead on and, uh, you know, just go to the high up and tell them what's going on. Let them know you need to get out of the military and uh, trust God. You know, yeah, I'm the evangelist, but, uh, you know, yeah, my faith was getting pulled on big time because it did not make sense. But I did with the man of God. I went home. I prayed about it. And God said, how do you know that I'm a miracle worker? How do you know that I am who you say I am? How do you know that you that I am who you shout about, who you praise about, if you don't trust me when you can't trace me? So I went, I made an appointment. He told me, I talked to the, to, you know, to the folks down, you know, at that level. He said, go to the highs of the highs. So I went to the highs of the highs, believe it or not, because I have relationship with people. Got to be careful about relationships. I have relationship with this person. I got on the calendar. I went in. I talked to them, uh, the people, told them the situation. They asked me, the, the hire of the higher said, are you guaranteed this job? And... I never asked that question of the hiring person, but I just went out on faith and said yes. And and they said, okay, we're going to do it. So I hand carried my paperwork. That was a Monday. I hand carried my paperwork by that Friday. I had retirement orders. They told me because you did service, you did excellent service for your career and for your time in the military, we're going to go ahead and let you go. So they went ahead and let me go. Now, keep in mind, I was skipping and jumping, praising God, and I applied for the job. Well, I applied for the job. Yes, what? Didn't make the list. Hmm. ain't that interesting? Didn't make the list. I was, you know, oh, Lord, you know, maybe this not your will. Another job had come, actually had come through a contract position had come, th- come through. And they were calling me, wanting me to take that position. I, um, and um, I didn't. I, You know, I said, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? I was contemplating on it. But what I did was that I went to sleep and I said, God, when I wake up, I know you're going to give me what I need. And I truly believe that. And I woke up the next day and the Lord told me to call Alaska. I know nothing about Alaska. I'm like, what in the world is in Alaska, Lord? I don't even know who I'm calling, what I'm calling. He said, just go and, and go to the computer and I'm going I'm to give it to you. So he went and he said, yeah, I kept hearing this agency that he told me about, which is the governing agency for civilians for the government when you're getting ready to be employed. So I called, not realizing that my region at that time was underneath the region that I had applied for this job for was underneath the Alaska region. I called. The woman answered the phone. She said, this is your lucky day. This is my last day on the job. I'm getting ready to retire. She said, what do you need? I explained to her what I needed. She in turn looked at my file. She said they made a mistake. They made a mistake and you you should have been referred to the hiring official. She said, this is my last act. I'm going to go ahead and refer you to the hiring official. And sure enough, she referred my resume to the hiring official. Within three hours, I got a call from from, from the hiring official. You know, we did what we need to do. And guess what? I got the job. I got the job because it did not make sense i'm not telling you something that's something that's coming you know to me um you know that that i just you know saw or read about this is my own personal experience and god is no respective person and i'm not telling you this to brag i'm telling you this to exercise your faith i'm telling you this because i'm exactly where you are i'm telling you this that what faith is faith is that substance i could not see the job and i mean in in terms of naturally like holding on it was nothing that was tangible but i knew that god was able to to do it because of the other things that he had done in my life. Now, was there some spectacular things that he had done at that moment? No, it had not been, but I knew that he was faithful to me through some other things that I had, you know, I, I, he was faithful to me in the few things that had happened. So I knew he would be faithful to me in the bigger things. And I want to share something with you. I believe the reason why I went through that and that experience, because down the road, little did I know six or seven years down the road that I was I was going to be faced with one of the hardest battles in my life. And it was a battle of cancer. And I had no idea. That's a whole nother testimony, a whole nother story of what God did. And it was because I was able to pull back on the faith that he had done for me and my life at that particular, at the, um, for the previous time about the job, it helped me to get through the challenges and the trenches of life. I want to let you know that the faith that got you, that that you had back then, is the faith that's going to get you where you are today and even more. So hold on to what God is doing. It doesn't make sense because He's enlarging your capacity of your faith reservoir. The Lord is enlarging your capacity of your faith reservoir. You may have been in a position and that position was totally absolved. You may have gone out on a bad note and you're trying to figure out, Lord, I went out on a bad note, not realizing that God, because of the faith that you have and the faithfulness that you had at that particular time, how God will open up another opportunity. And this time when you walk into that opportunity, you are exercising another level of your faith muscle because of what God Before There are things that are happening in our lives that does not make sense at all, but the Lord is saying to us, how do we live? He wants us to live by faith. Romans 1 and 7 says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith. It's not a happenstance. Faith. It's a faith that's firmly rooted in the word of God and there's a reward of faith. Proverbs 28 and 20 says, a faithful man or a faithful woman will abound with blessings. Blessings are upon your life. Blessings we release to you right now. A blessings, overflowing blessings. Stay firm in your faith when it does not make sense. No, God is there. He's watching. His hand of protection is upon you. His loving guidance is with you and you shall recover. You shall take all and you shall move forward. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast.